Welcome back to Hug Your People. This is Kevin, episode 29. This probably isn't going to be a pleasant one, but it's going to be a real one. It's going to be the truth as it always is. We're going to talk about some extra hurdles we have to jump through when we're treating cancer for my son, primarily with insurance. And if you follow me on social media, you know where this is going, but I'm excited to talk about it because I need to get it off my chest. And welcome back. Episode 29, this is the, we're going to call it the insurance episode. (laughs) Um, I can laugh about it because you have to, um, you have to laugh about it, but let's talk about what's going on. So we're, as you know, if you've listened to even half of an episode, we're fighting cancer. And I had a little episode yesterday on social media. It was an episode. I just felt like I need to shine a light on some things that big companies take for granted and they take for granted all the things that go into um, fighting cancer, especially pediatric cancer, where it's very emotional. Uh, I'm walking down the street in Charleston today. Seems to be where I'm most comfortable um, to do these things and have a clear mind and talk about it. I can't sit still and do it very often. So you hear crashing things in the back. I think I talked about that in the first episode um, and I'll just keep, keep that stream going. But so we're due for a series. So let's talk about this, uh, about what happened and let's talk about how I feel about it. And let's talk about what I plan to do about it. So we're approaching the next round of scans for my son. And the scans are important because they tell us what kind of progress we're making. So we have to do more than one scan because we have to scan the tissue, we have to scan the bone, and we have to scan his whole body because we did find spots in his lungs early on. We did find spots in his uh, pelvic bones early on, spots being cancer. And so we have to scan all of those areas to see how the chemo and the radiation and the medications, how they're working. Because we don't know. You can't, there's, it's impossible to know if you're being effective until you see it. And so you have to scan to see it. And you don't get scans every week. The last time we got scanned was at 10 weeks. That was back in May. And we, um, we had some good, good results from that scan. So it gave us hope. The next one is at 30 weeks and we're in the middle of our 30th week right now. And that it's just a long time between scans and cancer being what cancer is. It doesn't take very long for things to change on you. And so this is a vital scan for us, for our mental health, for our treatment plan, for the protocols that we're going under. Um, This is a vital scan for us to know that what we're doing is right. And we know people who have gotten their 30th week scans back and they have gone backwards and they've had to start over and they've had to, you know, basically regroup and get re-diagnosed with um, a different kind of cancer. And so it really is important that we, that we have this scan done. And as far as knowing what to do next, you know, we can continue the path we're going on and assume that it's okay, but the scans really clue us in and let us know, Hey, okay, what we're doing is working or is not working and we can adjust uh, if we need to. So that's why the scans are important. So 
because of, you know, we have to file a lot with insurance and do a lot with that. And, you know, everything from proton radiation to staying in the hospital to the medications, you know, it is, it's a lot, it's a lot. And I understand my father um, sold, he owned his own insurance company. He sold his insurance company and retired. So I grew up in insurance. He was in in the insurance business for 50 years, uh, which is amazing, you know, that he was able to stay in the single industry for 50 years. Wow, just really amazing. And um, my wife is in insurance. She works for a wonderful company, um, family-owned and operated independent insurance agency. And so I know insurance, so I get both sides of it. You have to be really careful because people do take advantage. People do scam. People do... um, they just do bad things, unethical things. And so I understand the, the taking precaution. What I don't understand is when the order from the doctor is for a series of scans for a four-year-old boy who is fighting stage four cancer. And not only is that request denied, but when we call them to talk about it, the lady on the phone who claims to be a nurse says she can't do anything. She would never approve that kind of scan for whatever reason and um, gives us no, 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 no possible option. Her, her options were, I'll take your name and number and have someone call you. <clears throat> you know, that was her solution. And so we, we, can, we can battle the denial. What we can't, what we can't stomach is this is one more thing that we have to do. And so you have to put, I think the, the apathy from the person on the phone that my wife talked to was uh, very disheartening. And Blue Cross Blue Shield should be ashamed. They should be completely ashamed of who they hired to do that job. They should be completely ashamed of their policy. Um, they should be completely ashamed of putting parents through this um, intentionally because there is a better way to handle it from a service standpoint you can still deny it and you can still um, tell parents what you're going to tell them there's a better way to do it than they handled and so we've taken they've taken the the care out of insurance they've they've clearly defined their mission is for profit their mission is not to help people they will never be able to convince me their mission is to help people um, and they will never be able to convince me that the person my wife talked to on the phone was trying to help us. You know, we offered, we offered to pay for it ourselves out of pocket. We asked how much it was. Um, she laughed at us. She laughed at my wife uh, and said she would connect us to a financial lender. And so instead of saying, you know, it's denied, here are your options. The lady said it's denied. Good luck. And when you say it's denied good luck, it's saying good luck, your four-year-old son is fighting stage four cancer. It's, it's just ridiculous that that's the way it was handled. It really is. And um, I want to shine a light on that because when you look at all the things that you have to deal with when you're helping your four-year-old beat cancer and this comes up, and what if you're in the position where you, you can't do anything about it? You, you can't, you don't have a choice. You can't pay for it and they don't approve it and you don't have the means to fight it. You know, I have the stomach to fight it. I'm not afraid of Blue Cross Blue Shield. Um, I'm not afraid of anybody when it comes to my son. I will take on anybody. And so it really comes down to 
on the whole, what are we doing that's right and good? Are we taking the time to understand people? And are we serving them based on the mission of the company? Are we serving them based on our profit and our bottom line and keeping our own job? You know, because there, there are a hundred other ways this, this lady could have handled it, but she didn't handle it any way other than telling my wife, too bad, sucks to be you, and good luck. Meanwhile, she's not in the hospital every week with my four-year-old fighting for his life, seeing all the other kids, getting good news, getting bad news, having sickness. You know, she's not seeing that. She's seeing a number on a page. And until we bridge the gap from that number being a person and that denial being someone's child's life, until we bridge that gap, this country is going to continue to be terrible. You know, and I don't, that's a blanket statement because I'm very emotional about it. So I don't believe that this country is terrible. You know, I believe that a lot in this country is is like this situation is bad and I'm very emotional about it. So I I don't want you to think that I I think that America sucks because I don't. But what I do believe is that there are other countries out there doing certain things better than us, healthcare being one of them. I think there are a lot of countries out there that do healthcare far better than we ever will. And this is an example of that, you know. I'm hearing a plane. That that's my cue to reel it in, <laughs> to, to calm down. <laughs> uh, call it divine intervention. I don't know what, but uh, that's a particularly low plane. This cueing my energy to reel it in because I get I get worked up over it and I, it makes me mad, and not only makes me mad for me and my family because here's what my family's doing. You know, we have an attorney. We have um, we have everything that we can utilize. We have a network of folks helping us. Um, So we will fight it and we will do everything that needs to be done. And we're getting the scans anyway. We're not gonna not do the scans. So we've already told our doctors this morning, we said the scans were denied. They said, we know. We said, we want them anyway. So go ahead and schedule them. They said, okay, great. And then we're working with the doctors to recode the paperwork appeal the decision, and then my attorney's at the ready in case we need to take it next level, we will do that. And sometimes you have to fight that fight, not only for yourself, but for your friends. And we have to shine a light on it and we have to make it known that this is what these companies are doing, you know, and it's not fair. It's just not fair. That someone on a phone can hear and read that a four-year-old boy battling stage four cancer needs a scan and tell the mother of that four-year-old it's denied. It's denied. That's what Blue Cross and Blue Shield does. They tell the mothers of four-year-olds who have cancer that their request for medical treatment is denied after we've been paying them for decades. We've been paying them so that when we get in situations like this, we're protected. And then when we get in situations like this, they throw us under the bus. That's what Blue Cross and Blue Shield does. I hope they hear this. I hope they come to my house. I'd love to sit down and have a tea and tell them how bad they suck. I'd love that. And that's the emotion I'm in, under right now. Now, what? So that that's kind of where we are. Now, I want to be very clear. Like this, uh, we will eventually reverse the denial eventually. How do I know that? Because we don't, we're not going to quit. You know, 
we're not going to quit. So eventually they will come around because I will make so much noise that it makes more sense for them to approve it than it does for them to continue to deny coverage for kids fighting cancer. And that's my mission. That's the mission of Hug Your People. Hug Your People is designed to do two things. One, to help kids and help their families fight cancer and win. And two, to shine a light on all the BS that you have to go through when something like this happens. And dealing with insurance insurance companies is one of the biggest line items on that BS column. Let me tell you something. Our oncologist with over 20 years experience in diagnosing, treating, and studying pediatric cancer, our oncologist spends majority of her day fighting insurance companies. Think about that. Think about that. A specialized doctor in pediatric cancer has to spend most of her day talking to insurance companies about treatment for kids who are fighting cancer. How absurd is that? Shouldn't we be using her knowledge, her expertise to further research? Shouldn't we be using her knowledge, her expertise to actually be in the room with the children and with the families and explaining things and answering questions? But instead, she has to be on the phone with people like the lady we talked to and explain to them why a scan for a four-year-old is necessary, is considered medically needed. The system is broken. It is broken. And it's broken because of greed. And it's broken because of profit. And it's broken because we hire people like the lady my wife talked to who claims to be a nurse. And we hire her to be in a position of dealing with sensitive people who are scared and who don't know what to do. And instead of getting compassion and empathy, they get policy. Instead of getting someone who should be caring about the kids, they get someone who cares about their bottom line, their P&L, their profit margins, their bonus. And that's the tragedy that we're dealing with. That really is the downfall of the system. You know, there's plenty I could talk about that we're grateful for as far as things they do cover. But when you look at everything that we have on our plate every week, me and my wife, and you look at them adding one more thing by choice, by choice, it's for, for anybody who has a heart and, and has any kind of business sense or, or even service sense, it's really easy to look at all the paperwork and say, okay, this is probably something this family needs. And these people who are trained to be in that role can't see it, can't see it. They will eventually, but they can't see it now. It's just a real shame. So I get worked up about it. So where are we going with this? Where, where, where am I prepared to take this? I'm prepared to take it as far as I need to. Our first mission is uh, fix Baxley. You know, fight back, fight with Baxley, get, get him in a good spot. This time next year, he will be. This time next year, um, Hug Your People will be a 501c3. It will be a nonprofit. This time next year, I will be shining a light on these insurance companies in a big way, in a government way, in a national way, um, because I don't want any family to have to go through what we've been through. And trust me, there are families that we are blessed. We are so fortunate. My family is to have the, the resources that we have. And we see families every day that simply don't have that. And some families would hear the denial and that would be their last option. I want to be very clear, like. This is not about me and my family and, and our fight. I mean, it, it is it's definitely bringing it to light for me, but this is really about where do we go from here as I start fighting for other families. And when, when our fight is, is calmed down, it will never be over. But when our fight is calmed down, I take the same energy I'm expanding now 
and I, I go to work for other families. That's what's going to happen. And if I can make any small change, that will be a victory. I don't, it's not easy. I understand what, what I'm up against and what my family's up against, but that's the mission. So if you saw the post on Facebook yesterday, that's really where it came from. And that's the frustration. I still get heated over it. I'm not scared about it. We're going ahead with the scans and doing what Baxley needs to have done uh, because we need to know and whatever that costs, that's what it costs. And my attorney's at the ready. He's, he's, he is a wealth of great advice and great counsel and we trust him with all our hearts, obviously. And so, um, so he, he's condoned that we go ahead and order the scans and he'll handle the rest. And that's why we have him in our corner. So don't worry, we're getting the scans, but really the tragedy is the way that Blue Cross Blue Shield handled it. And the tragedy is that this is how they handle most cases. And that there's a lot of jokes around insurance and cancer. And the, the biggest joke is that we always deny the first request. And it's like, that's why this is so hard. Companies like Blue Cross and Blue Shield are making this exponentially harder on families to fix cancer in their children. And they're doing it based on jokes and policy. And I will change that somehow. I don't know how, but somehow I will change that. So don't mean to bring you down. Uh, the good news is we're getting the scans next week. We will know where we are. And I look forward to updating you uh, on where Baxley is in his fight. And um, I'm always here with any questions you might have. I'm not really here to accept any advice because I have all the advice I need. I have a team of doctors, a team of attorneys. Um, as well as some really close people, some close friends who are all in my corner. So I, I do appreciate the input, but I'm not really seeking advice, more just shining a light on something that I find to be unfortunate. There you have it, episode 29. Going after the big insurance companies, making sure everyone stays in check, um, including myself. <laughs> And uh, yeah, I know that was a tough one to talk about, but it needs to be talked about. And my job here is not to avoid the hard topics. My job here um, that I've committed to is to talk about the hard topics. And if uh, no matter the size of the company or the size of the person or the pull a person has, someone who's out of line is out of line. And uh, Blue Cross Blue Shield has, was out of line. So uh, I'm really excited that Alex's Lemonade Stand, we got some late donations in. We reached over $11,000 for the million mile. That's just amazing. I'm so excited about that. We have 23 wagons from Baxley's Wagons uh, done. We have sent over 200 Hug Your People hats out. And uh, I just can't thank you enough for supporting us while we figure this out. And um, not only my family emotionally and financially, but the cause that we're creating, the Hug Your People movement, and the way that we're gonna impact um, a lot of people, a lot of people through your generosity and your, your attention. That's, that's kind of what we're going to do. So, uh, this was episode 29. I hope you enjoyed it. Hope you got some insight. Hit me up with any questions as always go hug your people.